Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be today, uh, and I'll let you know as soon as the internet loads loads its way around here. It's not like you need to know what the forecast is, do you? you got all day to figure that out. It's uh, sunny with a high of 65 today, which I'm going to guess it's overcast because the sun was supposed to come out yesterday and it didn't, so it's going to be overcast. High of 65 tomorrow. Saturday and Sunday, nothing but rain. It's 49 in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you're listening to the show with a podcast uh, you know, later on today, which would be now if you're listening to it, uh, it's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Scott Zolak is going to be joining us today. There's a chance we may get around to talking about the Patriots. Maybe. Or we may try to avoid the whole ugly mess. Well, we can talk about Taylor Swift. It's always a fallback now. That's the NFL has brought us that gift. We really should write a big thank you note. We'll also be talking to G. Michael Dobbs. Yeah, the uh, the Valley Press Club uh, roast is coming up, and uh, yeah, he wants to talk about that. Plus, uh, he's doing other stuff, too. He is. In his uh, semi-retirement. Whatever. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to him about it. I'm sure he'll have all the things to say this we'll, morning. We'll also have Joe Bonamassa tickets to give away, plus the keyword to cash just after 8 o'clock. And some more stuff, too. It's 535 at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Maybe I should go back to doing that whole emoji weather thing. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right right now it's squiggly lines. I believe that's fog. (laughs) Oh, squiggly line, squiggly line floating in my forecast. It's uh, <laughs> going to be foggy, mostly cloudy for the rest of the day. The weekend is going to suck. It's just rain, and it's the three dots, the three drops coming out of the clouds. That means it's a lot of rain. rain. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So enjoy the weekend in New England. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. And, uh, let's see, uh, in his new memoir, I thought it was a memoir. No, it's a memoir. Memoir. John Stamos reveals that he was uh, molested by a female babysitter when he was 10 or 11 years old and she was 18 or 19. He also talks about how he held on to his hatred uh, for ex-wife Rebecca Romaine for way too long. That one had to uh, probably hurt. Too, that one probably uh, that probably stung. But he's John Stamos, and yeah. he can bounce back. He says about the uh, the incident with the babysitter, he said, quote, It's a phenomenon called the freeze response. When a child is vulnerable or can't escape, there can be a sort of playing possum effect. Don't move, don't speak, and just wait until things get normal again. And he felt like he had to talk about it because, quote, unless I was 100% forthcoming, what am I doing this for, right? Uh, He almost told the story in 2018 when he was accepting an award for his advocacy on behalf of abused children. But he decided, nope, tonight is about, uh, it's not about me, it's about the kids. I'm going to pack it away until the right moment. Probably a pretty tough thing to, uh, you know, be hanging on to since you were 10 years old. I'm sure, but like I said, it's John Stamos. Dude bounces back, finds a way. That's uh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. That you'd have a, a babysitter mm-hmm. that, that would do something like that to your kid. I don't know. Especially somebody who's like a teenager, too, who's also yeah. a teenager. Right. 
Elon Musk has been charging ex-users in New Zealand and the Philippines a fee of $1 per year. He said it's the only way to, quote, fight bots without blocking real users. Yet if you go online to all the forums, everybody's like, you know how many bots are on X right now? A lot. All of them. None of them are paying a dollar per year. None of them. Yeah, and my one, even if uh, I were being charged $1, yeah. I'm so close to just canceling the whole damn thing. What? I, I don't understand this guy. He's like, you know, he's got all this, uh, he's got all this other stuff going on between the cars and the rocket ships and, and all that stuff. And then he, like, turns around and does something really stupid, like, let this thing just fall apart. And everybody watches it fall apart. I don't know if it's a stupid thing to let it fall apart. I think actually it might actually uh, you know, benefit society to wipe that away. Maybe it's a write-off. You don't even know what a write-off is. We're going to do this twice in two, no. in two days now. Uh, Netflix is hiking the price of its premium plan from twenty to twenty-three dollars. Oh, well, there you good. go. There we have and it. And the and the basic plan that they said, oh, don't worry, we're going to keep this at nine ninety-nine. That's going to twelve bucks. Oh, fantastic! And the cost of uh, ad-supported and standard plans will still remain the same. Oh well, that's oh, good. Well, that's... thanks so much for being so nice to us. Kanye West would like you to know that he's not bipolar, but he has quote signs of autism from my car accident. He said this in a text to Elon Musk that he intentionally made public. Can you become autistic because of a car accident? I did. I'm sure you could be. You could. You could suffer uh, some mental incapabilities, or you know, whatever. Whatever I'm trying to say here. You know yeah, what I that, mean? But like, that wouldn't. Is that really autism? No, it's not. That's what I thought. I don't think so. He just, Interesting. It's just he's just trying to let her uh, listen. I, that whole thing I did with all you know talking uh, the stuff about the people. I, I I really didn't mean that. I, I have I've autism. been hit in the head. I have autism. Yeah. I have a. I had a concussion. Yeah, didn't I, know what I was talking about. Yeah. That's like uh, somebody would tell Kanye he'd get gonorrhea from a tractor seat. He'd probably believe that. He probably would. Yeah. Barbara Streisand uh, demands in her contracts that she be provided with flesh-colored toilet paper. These is, the, the, is the normal white-colored toilet paper too upsetting? And rose petals in the toilet bowl. So if you hire her, this is what you have to do. What happens if somebody uses it before she gets to? Uh, they had to have to add more rose petals? I guess so. Yeah, what would you do with that? These are all th these are things now that uh, other celebrities have in their contracts. Like Keanu Reeves has a no digital editing clause because years ago, a uh, tear was actually added digitally to his face and it changed his performance. Hmm. Huh. I'll be damned. He's smart. He's like, listen, don't do this with this whole AI thing and leave me out. Yeah, but that's uh, you know, that's more understandable than rose petals in the yeah. toilet. Queen Latifah refuses to die in any of her movies. That way she can always be in the sequel. But suppose the plot of the story requires her to die. Yeah. Well, why can't she come back as a ghost in the sequel? I don't understand that. happens. That. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson demands time off to play golf twice a week. He also makes sure it's in his contract that he doesn't have to do a second take if he thinks he nailed it the first time. Good for him. I wish I could be that. Yeah, like that. Listen, you, you want me for this? Uh, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do it in one take. And if you don't uh, like it, then that's too bad. You know what the problem is? I don't think either one of us really understands our value. 
But could we get away with something like that? No. I assume no. Probably. So not. I don't even ask for stuff like that. Uh, but if I, but I'll tell you what. During my next contract negotiations, I want rose petals on the toilet. I got a compliment from a manager once. That was considered a bonus. Mark Wahlberg had a clause in his contract for the Silver Linings Playbook that guaranteed him $900,000 if Anne Hathaway dropped out of the movie. She did, but he quit first, so he didn't get the payout. Oh, that's not Oh, man. That sucks. Jack Nicholson demanded time off from shooting Batman so he wouldn't miss any Lakers games. Again, you're at that level. You could probably do whatever the hell you want. Well, you paid for the season ticket. You got got courtside seats. Yeah. That had to be uh, worth a few bucks. Fast and Furious stars The Rock, Jason, what's his, Statham? 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 Yeah, Statham. uh, And Vin Diesel all refused to be depicted as as the loser in a fight. So Diesel devised a point system based on the number of kicks, punches, and headbutts each of them delivered and received. That's a little picky unit. That's that's getting. I'm sure the Rock could lose a fight. I, I, I wouldn't even put up with that. Listen, we no. can get another bald guy that we can paint tattoos on and make him look like he's driving a car really fast around the city. I think everybody would like to punch Vin Diesel in the mouth. I think I would like to. Anyway. I would too, as long as he didn't punch yeah. back. Now Kim Kardashian has hired a manny for her kids, not a nanny. A manny. A man nanny. A manny. A manny. Yeah. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a Manny was when Ray J dropped the kids off at the pool and covered the Grundle tomatoes with Elmer's goo in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. They have to be better. We live here. Yes. <laughs> no, or is that not, the wrong Manny? That's the wrong one. The wrong Manny? That uh, involves olive oil. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, there yeah. you go. And uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the moose munch tongue plow. <laughs> <laughs> a little clam diving at the Moundsville swimming hole. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I tongue strip the blood loins on the underground boom box. That's where you do beatbox while you're doing it. Dogs and cats and dogs and cats and dogs and cats and dogs and cats. See, we're onto something. And that is your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Rock at 613 in Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 65. Tomorrow, rain and a high of 62. It's uh, 48 right now in downtown Springfield. How long have we known each other? A good uh, 19, 18 years, something like that? Uh, yeah, uh, 18, 18 and a half. Good long time, right? Good long time, yeah. All right, you know me well enough to know. Yeah. That uh, I'm barely hanging on to this whole masculine thing, you know. I'm just, yeah. I'm like, I'm floundering with the, with the manliness. Yeah, you know, I bought a truck mostly because of the utility, but there's a certain, uh, you know, penis envy thing I wanted to carry around with me for a while. Right, 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 right. And uh, you know, so far so good. Like my truck, feeling pretty uh, badass in it. But you didn't get a truck that denotes that you have a small uh, a wiener. If yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. You got a, you got a nice. It's you know, a nice truck. You know, those guys with, like, the F-250 and the 350, and they're yeah. like, oh, my penis gets smaller, but my truck gets bigger. Yeah, that, that's this is, like, a the kind of truck you get when you're, you're moderately secure in your manhood, but not fully. Yeah. You're not going to be hanging flags off of that thing and uh, no. storming the walls of the Capitol anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, in fact, I've left my buffalo head and my uh, Viking <laughs> helmet at home. Right. I rarely put that in the truck bed. What? What are you talking about? You got plenty of room for it now. Yeah, I know. I, I would think I would wear my animal skins every day while I'm driving that thing, yeah. but I decided to uh, you know, to show a little restraint. Right. Anyway, yeah, you, you, getting a truck uh, puts you in a different category of manliness, I think. Yeah. 
I don't think I'm there yet. I think I'm a long ways away, but I'm incrementally making little baby steps towards it. Yeah. Yesterday, I was uh, I had some extra time in my hands, and I thought, okay, I got to put a, a a tonneau cover on the uh, the bed of the truck, and I'm gonna do it by myself. Yeah. And if I mess it up, I can always call a man to help me if there are problems. So I uh, I don't mean to brag, Steve. But yesterday. I used tools. What? I know. I never hardly ever used tools. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who gave you permission to do that? I don't need permission, Steve. You see, because I'm a man, and a man doesn't need permission. I mean, I told my wife after the fact, is it okay that I did this? But nevertheless, I uh, I used tools, which I am not ashamed to say. I purchased at uh, my local Rocky's Ace Hardware location. There you go. How about that? And, uh, you know, I'm in there and making adjustments, doing this, doing that. And uh, I got it on. Fits perfect. Really? Of course, I got a lot of extra straps and screws. I got to figure out what the, the they're used for. But it's on there, and it looks fantastic. It almost looks like a professional did it. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It almost looks like a man did it. Like a real man. Well, like you a, d- listen, there's a lot of things out there that uh, I've said this before, too. Because because I lack the confidence, because I wasn't taught how to really do things other than, uh, you know, be a laborer, be a mule. Yeah. I can always be a mule. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to design things or start things or whatever. But uh, YouTube, man, you get a video going, you can learn how to do things without uh, without calling an expert. Yeah. Although, when it comes to your, like, uh, water supply systems, you want to call an expert like Aquapump, the experts on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. But I'm talking about other things, too. You yeah. know, like, uh, you can learn how to, how to, I learned how to put on, I, I got a plow one time for a lawn tractor. Right. It was like a little John Deere uh, riding lawn tractor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought a plow for it, and the thing came in the box, and you have, it's, it could have like been basically put together, but for some reason, the John Deere company said, you know what, let's just throw like a thousand pieces in a box and send it to this guy. Anyone who's going to order one of these <laughs> things must clearly know how to deal with it. So I followed the directions step by step, right? Yeah. And it was wrong. There was something not, and I was like, man, how did I screw this up? So I finally found a YouTube video of this just guy in his garage. Yeah doing the same thing it wasn't a professional video it was just a guy and he's showing the steps and he says yeah they're missing this step in the uh, instructions you have to do this before you put this on oh. and so, so it know, wasn't you no it was them it was the bad bad instructions but think about how many people would give up uh, on something like that going I don't know what I'm doing I'm gonna yeah. have to send this back you know but I didn't have to if you just you, 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 you're, you're talking like you can't do a lot of these things, but you can. It's just. Well, you said it yourself. Yeah. The word the word is confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a there's a testicular confidence that a man has to have in order to do stuff. And once, once he does it once, you know, he'll do it again. Say, well, that was no big deal. Like, I, I, I figured that out. I had a friend of mine that uh, said, hey, we can install brand new hardwood floors in your house. And yeah. I'm going. By calling a man to do it and paying him money? Right. And he said, no, we could do it ourselves. I'm going, that sounds like an awful lot of work. He said, we could probably nail this down in about two days. Now, I was willing to say, thank you, but no thank you. 
But at the time, I was uh, told, no, let's do that and save money. And I thought, oh, yeah. Jesus, here we go. Now, we able we were able to do the floors because the guy yeah. knew what he's doing, had an air compressor, had everything he yeah, needed yeah. to do. It, it, you know, the nail gun had all the stuff. We got it done in like two days. Then, uh, but then the next project, you know, uh, it was incumbent upon me to do it myself. And I had to hire a man to fix my problems because I just simply could not take instructions and apply them to the real right. world. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, it's it's almost as if like some instructions for some of these things are, are fictional accounts of what the real world is supposed to be. Just like what you're saying, like, you know, John Deere. He seems like a reasonable fella. He's been in, in business for a while. Clearly, he would give you the proper directions to put on a plow on a on a, on a lawn tractor. Yeah, but apparently these directions were from John Deere uh, on a Sunday afternoon who decided to, you know, throw back a 12-pack of Natty Daddies and a couple of uh, Rumpelman snips like we were right. talking about yesterday, <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, forget about that step. And he just wrote it and sent it out. I, I, I look at my, like, my dad can do a lot of stuff. My dad has always been very, very handy. And uh, yesterday I was having a conversation with uh, a guy that we were celebrity bartending with. Mm-hmm. Another radio guy. And we somehow got into the conversation of the Pinewood Derby. Oh. Because he had to do the Pinewood Derby and didn't realize, you know, he you got to do this thing, got to do that thing, got to weight it down, got to graphite the wheels, got to do all those things. He didn't realize any of that stuff. And, of course, this kid came in dead last. Right. So I had to tell him. I said, well, you know, uh, not for nothing, but you know, I won first place two years in a row because I had nothing to do with the construction of that Pinewood Derby. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was all my old man. My, my old man did the... the I think what I did was I held a a, a can of uh, spray paint yeah. and painted the thing, and that was the extent of what I did. Yeah, everything else was done by my father. Oh, well, uh, mine was uh, mine was constructed by my father and my brother for me, but I wasn't allowed to touch any of the tools. No, of course yeah. not. Right? Yeah, why would I want to bond with dad? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you want a Cub Scout uh, you know, playing with a jigsaw? Right. You, know, you, right, don't, you don't yeah. want that. You don't want that at all. No. But uh, I, but I we can see, you can see where we're coming from here. Yeah. So I, I don't know if uh, if masculinity skips a generation or if it just oh, that's just the way it is in my family. What? But I felt yesterday I, I completed the job and I felt okay. You know what? That's good. I'm clearly going to have to make some adjustment adjustments, yeah. but we're off to a good start here. But was your dad? See, that's this is weird because my dad was he, he knew how to do things. He just couldn't complete them because he'd get drunk and then he'd you know we wouldn't complete them. But yeah. But your dad did he show you how to do these things or he was just like he knew how to do all these things and he's not going to sit there and take the time to do it because it's a lot quicker to do it himself. My dad showed me how to do most things. Yeah. But his dad had every tool in the world. Right. My my grandfather could do yeah you know, everything. Yeah. And, and now he and now your dad just has a tool. Yeah, right. Right. He, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's called his son. My dad had every tool, and now I have a tool. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm I'm the tool that he had, but uh, but yeah, he could do everything. But he but he would complete it. Yeah, he could com- he could complete the job. I can do like twenty five percent of it and say ah to hell with it and then walk away. Yeah, yeah. I I got all my mechanical skills on my mom's side. You know, I. Uh I, for for the longest time, I didn't want to. I was always like kind of overwhelmed by things. 
like you know wanting to having to put something together or having to do a project. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, recently within the last year, I kind of realized I'm like, wait a minute, I can do these things. I if I just take the time to do them. Like, yeah, I, I did. I refurbished that bench. Like I did that. By, well, I had friends help me cut the wood and, you know, give me guidance yeah, and all that stuff. that's all right. But but for the most part, I put the whole thing together. I repainted the whole thing, and now it looks great. And it really wasn't that difficult. It's I think you and I have the same kind of projection that whatever this project is going to be, you're thinking of all the little... You know, crappy things that are going to go along with it. Yes. Like the mess that's going to be made and how you have to clean that up. I just leave the stuff on my lawn. I just, you know. Yeah, let the, let the breeze take care of it. Uh, the raccoon uh, comes at night and he likes to use the hammer once in a while. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at this. Oh, tools. It's like a play box. It's like a sandbox for yeah. a raccoon. Yeah. So. so anyway. Well, good for you. Yeah, I, I feel like a, like a small sense of accomplishment, but not enough to do another project anytime soon. I think you could do something else. That it, house needs fixing over there. <laughs> it actually does. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. How does it feel to be part of second bag, $10 off? It's 627 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. By the way, it's also a Thunderbird Thursday. We're going to have uh, tickets to uh, tomorrow night's game against Lehigh Valley uh, with a bunch of other stuff, the uh, the koozies, all the yeah. other stuff. Yeah, we'll t- tell you more about that a little bit later on today. We uh, we hung out with uh, Boomer and Nate Costa last night over at the uh, White Lion Brewing. Couple of players at the bar last night too. Oh, is that who they were? Yeah, I didn't know who they were. So yeah, so it's it's a it's a fundraiser, right? Because they're always wearing masks. I can't tell what they look like underneath the mask <laughs> or the helmets. Anyway, so they're uh, they're they're at the bar last night at White at White Lion, yeah. and I'm going around the bar, you know, uh, you know, shaking people down for tips. Well, I go to one of the players, and they're sitting across the bar, and you know, Nate's behind me, and and uh, I said, okay, what do you? How about a few bucks for the Spirit of Springfield? So one of the players drops in five bucks because these guys don't have any money at yeah. this point of the season. One guy drops in five bucks. I say to the other guy, I said, you're going to let him get away with only five bucks? How about you drop a 10 in there and see Ooh. where we go? Because so, that's how I do it. I yeah. always try to make people feel bad. You guilt people into doing it. Yeah, yeah. they give me five bucks, I'm going to go around the table and say, you're going to let five bucks is the best. It, it, no, none of you can top that. So the other the other kid, he has no money, like nothing. Yeah. He's got doesn't even have like a dollar on him. And then suddenly Nate... Pulls out of like a another five dollar bill, Ooh. and tips me for that kid. It's oh, like that, well, you know what? That is a that is a good boss right there. He is a good boss. He's a good boss. We should all have a boss like Nate Costa. He was uh, he was saying his voice was a little scratchy last night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because you probably yell at your family all the time. And he's like, <laughs> I don't yell at all. And I'm like, you know what? You're not a yeller. I could, you, you know, you look at somebody and go. You're not that kind of person. He that doesn't would, like that would yell and scream at all his employees at, at the thund- <laughs> at the uh, Thunderbirds office. He doesn't like yell at the house. It's a subway power play. No, no. It doesn't do that. No, he doesn't sit in the stands. That that's where I was really going with it. That he's sitting in the stands and yelling so loud that yeah, he's losing right. his voice. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I gave you five dollars last night at the bar. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Our boss wouldn't do that. No offense to him, but no. I don't see him coughing up five bucks. Yeah, that's that's the joke. That's the joke of the day. You want me to do that as far as uh, why not? Are you ready to uh, are you ready to laugh? By yeah, me? why All not? Right, let's do it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how I mean funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you on Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's classic rock. A Texan walks into a pub in Ireland. Okay, 
I don't know what he's doing there, but he clears his throat uh, and uh, and starts speaking to the crowd full of drinkers. He says, I hear you Irish are a bunch of hard drinkers. I'll give 500 American dollars to anybody in here who can drink 10 pints of Guinness back to back. That's a lot. That's a lot. So the room's quiet. No one takes up the, uh, the guy's offer. One man leaves. 30 minutes later, the same guy who left shows back up and taps the Texan on the shoulder. He's like, excuse me. Is your uh, is your bet still good? Right. <laughs> and the Texan goes, uh, yeah. And he asked the bartender, line up 10 pints of Guinness. And immediately the Irishman tears into all 10 pints of the Guinness, uh, drinking them back to back. And the other pub patrons are cheering as the Texan just sits there in amazement. And the Texan gives the Irishman the $500 and says, good on you, boy. But if you don't mind me asking, where did you go for that 30 minutes you were gone? And the Irishman replies, I had to go to the pub down the street to see if I could do it first. Ah, you see? <laughs> he wanted like to make sure he could actually. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. he's an Irishman. He's an alcoholic, and he's ruining his entire family. I don't know what's going to happen. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western map. 634 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump. And into the house, there's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A verdict was announced in the trial of two Springfield police officers accused of being part of a cover-up associated with a 2015 fight near Nathan Bill's Bar in Springfield. Siobhan Lewis and Derek Gentry Mitchell were the final two officers charged in the, quote, Nathan Bill's case. The two officers responded to a fight between a group of off-duty police officers and four black men near the East Forest Park Bar back in the April of 2015. But they both uh, were found not guilty on charges of perjury, filing a false police report, and misleading investigators. Lewis and Gentry Mitchell were tried in Hamden Superior Court in Springfield. The trial was a jury waived, also known as the bench trial, where the judge decides rather than a jury of the uh, defendant's guilt or innocence. Lewis's attorney spoke with uh, 22 News after the verdict was announced. This has been a nightmare for my client, Siobhan Lewis, and I'm sure uh, Mr. for Mr. Gentry Mitchell. We are both happy it is now over, and they can go back to work for the Springfield Police Department. That's uh, Anthony Bonavita, their attorney. Uh, seemingly, the main motivation for Judge Edward McDonough Jr. to dismiss these charges was the conduct of the U.S. Department of Justice during the investigation and trial. He said in subsidiary findings before issuing the verdict that the Commonwealth's evidence was manifestly unreliable because of limits imposed by the DOJ on the investigation by the FBI and their attempt last Friday to pull an FBI special agent off the stand in the middle of cross-examination. Right in the middle of cross-examination. Don't talk to them. Don't don't talk to this guy. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, that's what the law is for. That's what the courts are for. The judge is going to look at things and go, look, if you didn't do this the right way and you didn't get your information the right way, it's not about whether or not these it's not about whether or not these two were involved or not. Right. It's really comes down to the technicality of the law. You know, what are they actually guilty of and how did you come to that conclusion? And if you're if you're skewing information, you're not doing it right. Do, do you get the sense that through this whole thing? And this is, you know, when did this, like eight years ago, nine years ago? It's a long time ago. This whole situation. You ever get the sense that this was the sloppiest damn thing yeah. that's ever been brought Listen, to court? Uh, like, you know, charges are filed against this guy, that guy. They yeah. had nothing to do with it. They had nothing to do with it. 
It's like it's the most unsatisfying well, yeah, but here's, thing I've ever seen in my life. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. There's scuffle happens at this bar. Yeah. Right? We all know, you know, the, the gist of the story here. You know, yes, I'm sure there is a level of, of law enforcement covering for each other. That's kind of what they do. That's like what they usually do. But when you come down to the court case and trying to gather evidence, because this thing has kind of just been all over the place, it's been taken over by three different agencies in order yeah. to in order to prosecute it, you lose something in there. You lose a lot of the, the different things. And honestly, I really think that this whole thing was just a show just because it's been 2015. It's eight years later. Yeah, eight years. Most people have forgotten about it. I mean, obviously the victim didn't forget about it, but the... Most people have forgotten about it. That's how these things go. They just kind of fall by the wayside, and then we forget about it, and then we never talk about it again. That's it. This is going to be the end of it now. But, you know, now it is. But well, you hope. But 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 it's just it's just been like one thing after another, and yeah, it just it just sounds like it's just like a whole sloppy mess. Yeah. As opposed to if this just happened against you know regular everyday citizens, this would have been dealt with years ago. And it would have been much cleaner and simpler. Yeah, but again, you're dealing with an organization that uh, I know. I know, get it. That, that that's what they do. They they cover for each other. I hear you. Listen, if you were in that kind of that that line of work where you're having to deal with the you know maybe not coming home every day, you mm-hmm. do cover for each other. You could be, you develop that camaraderie. Listen, and, if radio people were involved in this kind of situation, oh, we'd be throwing each other under the bus. I would. Around. I would totally. Yeah. I would. Bax did it. Totally. Bax did it. Rip you apart on the stand. <laughs> no loyalty. None of that. Bax did it. He did it. Yep. It was all Pat Kelly. It was all Pat Kelly. Well, he's the, he's a little patsy for us. <laughs> He'll take the blame. A uh, Northampton Superior Court judge will announce today the amount of time Cara Rintala will be sentenced to prison for the murder of her wife. On October 5th, the jury found Rintala guilty of voluntary manslaughter in connection with the death of her wife, Anna Marie Cochran Rintala. Rintala's bail was revoked and she was escorted out of the courtroom in handcuffs. Voluntary manslaughter carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. In addition, Rintala has already served more than seven years in confinement. Uh, 22 News will be in court today to find out what they saw. Oh, my God, they threw the book at her. <laughs> That's good reporting. Four times a charm. We did it. We won. Finally, justice. Uh, this was uh, Rentala's fourth trial for this murder. Her first two trials were ruled mistrials after the juries were unable to reach a unanimous verdict. She was then convicted in a third trial back in 2016 after the jury deliberated for four days. However, that ruling was overturned on appeal by the state Supreme Court, which ruled that one witness who testified about the process of paint drying was not a qualified expert. So she's uh, she's ready to find out what she's going to be doing for the next uh I don't know, probably 10 to 12 years. Hmm. Now, had they used, a, say, like a paint expert from a Rocky's Ace Hardware, uh, you know, someone who sells uh, you know, Benjamin Moore paint, that would have been something different. Well, you don't, yeah. Want to talk Good to people experts. rock solid service yeah. at every Rocky's Ace okay. Hardware. There are concerns about an unwelcome visitor at an apartment in Springfield. It's the unwanted house guest the Alexanders never expected. This sounds like a Keith Morrison thing. <laughs> It's the it's the animal the Alexander's never expected. <laughs> uh, I was in the bathroom. My kids were freaking out in the kitchen. And they run into the bathroom and tell me there's a snake on the counter. 
uh, said Talisa Alexander. The orange-colored reptile has made himself at home behind the counters and walls of the apartment complex on Governor Street in Springfield. Alexander told Western Mass News that her home has turned into a house of fear. I'm afraid of it. My kids are afraid of it. We're confined to, we're confined to two rooms right now because we can't move around the house, so we're moving around as a unit. Even though they've actually only seen the snake a handful of times, they find its shedded skin throughout the apartment. Talisa's son, Jahir, who has nicknamed the snake Ricky after a viral meme, is ready for the reptile to leave. Hmm. It's not one of those skinny snakes. Kind of fat and kind of big, Jahir uh, Alexander said. Ricky, when I catch you, Ricky, when I catch you, he's going to catch him, right? Okay. He spoke, uh, Western Mass News spoke with Anthony Whitman, who owns Whitman Properties, which manages the building. Here's what they said they know about the snake. It's believed to be 12 to 18 inches long. This used to be somebody's pet that was either released into the wild or into the home and escaped. It's totally harmless. Harmless. It only eats probably bugs. You don't know that. Only probably bugs. It's a, that's not definitive. You know what it's doing? Here's the problem. And, and we had this problem when I was a kid. My dad, uh, in his lengthy, pro- we were just talking about people starting projects earlier. Yeah. He, we had this little like uh, room off to the side of our kitchen that my mother said, hey, we should turn this into like a little dinette, like a little breakfast room. Okay. It was just like a little storage room thing, but it was big enough that you could fit a little uh, kitchen table in there. So my dad ripped all the drywall off. We, he started doing half the room. Right. And you remember, the house is probably from, you know, the late 1800s, the original foundation of this thing. And it's got all the insides, you know, the rafters and the whatever, <laughs> the studs and all that stuff in the wall. Yeah. And one night we're eating dinner. And uh, it was my brother, my mother, my my parents, or my brother, my mother, and my dad. And, and we're sitting there and all of a sudden... My brother goes, oh, my God, there's a snake on the wall. And there was a snake that was, like, kind of coming down the little rafters. No. the thing, yeah. So my, I would never be able to eat again right. at that table. So my brother grabs tongs, like kitchen tongs, <laughs> grabs it by the head, walks across the street to this little brook that we had by our house, and drops it into the, you know, drops it into the brook. Well, then, like, a month later, because yeah. the room still isn't done, a month later, the same room, my mother's sitting there uh, reading her uh, Sunday newspaper. Right. And she goes, ah, there's another snake. Right. So my dad comes in. He tries the tongue trick again, but can't get the snake. To, it's wrapped itself around the the rafter thing, oh, around, yeah, around right. the little thing. So he takes a hammer and he smashes the head of the snake, kills the oh, snake, takes the snake, throws it outside. Right. Yeah. Within... A month, mice. We had mice. The snakes We're were actually the mice. eating the mice. Yeah, that's what's going to happen in this place. Once they catch that snake, now you're going to have a rodent problem because I bet you that thing is eaten any kind of mouse or any other kind of rodent that's in there. What would you rather have? Would you rather have the mouse or the snake inside your house? Uh, neither one. But if given a choice, I'd rather have the mice. I'd rather have the snake. I hate snakes. I don't like snakes. You like spiders? I don't like spiders and snakes, but that ain't what it takes to love me. Yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, that that that's what we had. We had, all of a sudden we were just we had yeah. mice everywhere to the point where we had to get a like an exterminator guy to come and get rid of these things. It's an old farmhouse, you know, so they just kind of <sighs> regenerate. 
very yeah. quickly within I, weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I realize that that snakes keep the the mice away, but yeah. you know, snakes are gross and they're uh, they're slithery, and uh, I don't like them. Remember, we had one here in yes. the hallway. Mm-hmm. You weren't here the day we had the last one. No, I uh, for whatever reason I was out that day, but uh, yeah, I'd, I would not have fared well with snakes. And there was uh, there was four men in this building, and not one of them would take care of the snake. Yeah, because it's a snake. There was and, a girl that was down the hall. Yeah. She says, oh, my God, there's a snake in the hallway. Yeah, but I believe she also said, I can't believe there's four yeah. men in this building and nobody wants right. to protect this damsel in distress. Well, even like the, the level, like I would think a level of confidence among the other men in here. One was a stout police officer who, you know, <laughs> went to go. <laughs> he puts a bucket over it. Yeah. And then uh, I'm not going to touch it. And then there was another guy up here, the uh, Tolis, the that guy. He uh, he wouldn't touch it, right? And then uh, and then finally, finally Jerry came in. Remember Jerry? I do the and hero. Jerry lifts the bucket up, scoops up the snake like it was no big deal, and brings it outside and throws it outside. Of course, it's probably still yeah. in the walls in here, but but Jerry was fearless. Yes. Yeah. If it, like you know, there was that time he was attacked by uh, turkeys in the in the yeah. parking lot. Jerry didn't give a shiznit. No, he, he didn't at all. He was like, whatever. He was doing like uh, like you know Chuck Norris stuff to the turkeys when they were trying to attack him. Yeah, he was. I don't know. Well, I don't like, know. Like roundhouse kicks to the to the giblets. I don't know. I think he probably said, "Oh, I, I planted you here as a baby when I first started here, and now you're a giant snake. Good for you." Go back out into the wild. Yes, go back, one. my friend. Go back from whence you came. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 66. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 63. It's uh, 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 655 in the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, uh, mostly sunny, maybe. I don't know. It looks like it's sun's coming out. 66 for a high tomorrow. Rain for the whole weekend. Lucky you. 48 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Michael Dobbs, formerly of The Reminder, is going to be joining us in just a little bit. Yes, Haven't, he is. Haven't uh, talked to him since I believe he retired. So, uh, yeah, be good to catch up with him. Gee, I wonder what he's doing these days. Oh, I see what you did there. You know, last night um, we got to hang out with probably the biggest celebrity around, Santa Claus. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zito. Well, no, that's... <laughs> That's a bad gift. Yeah, no, I don't know about day. that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we hung out with uh, with Santa Claus. He was part of the uh, celebrity bartending event that the Spirit of Springfield uh, had last night. Uh, the 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 poster said, you know, bring Santa back to Bright Nights. Right. So I assumed this must be some sort of contractual right. negotiation where you know things have kind of broken down uh apparently that yeah. was that was not the case no we had this conversation on the air yesterday and did you know that santa is a listener to this very radio show uh i found that out right away when yeah. i walked in there yesterday i uh he well he's he's waiting for the keyword to cash is what he's what he's really really i thought he was waiting for the thunderbird thursday well, maybe he can win both. Yeah, maybe well, he can't win both. He can only win one. It's and one, one every, one every thirty household. days. Yeah. yeah. So then, like, if Miss Mrs. Claus calls us up like two weeks later, he's like, "My husband won the the Thunderbirds prize pack. Can I get the uh, Can I get the other thing that you're doing? The Joe Bonamassa tickets? No. Yeah. But Santa walks up to you last night and says, "He says to me, uh, just uh, you uh, 
want you to know you've made the naughty list this year. Yeah. I am not involved in a contract dispute with the spirit of Springfield. Yeah. And then he gives me a coin. And I thought, well, what's okay, well, okay, thank you very much for the yeah. coin. But you know what? Did you read the coin? I think I still it. It says have. you're on the nice list. It did it? Yeah. All right, I gotta yeah. I gotta read the coin. Yeah, it says uh, you have made I made Santa's nice list. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's yeah. got uh, Rudolph on one side. I made the nice list. Yeah. So we we had talked about this. You had mentioned a contract dispute. I had mentioned some other things that Santa did, and he walks up to me and he says, "Santa likes good boys. <laughs> Santa does not like boys who go on the radio and talk about how he beat up his reindeer, and that's why Rudolph has his nose red." <laughs> <laughs> it's all fantastical. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just making a, it up, Santa. Don't worry about it, okay? It's just a, like a bit of an assumption. And he gave you a, a he, coin too. He gave me a gold coin too. I think, we're, I think we're both in his good graces. I think we're. I mean, not for nothing. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean to insult Santa one more time. I thought this was a sobriety chip. I thought it was too. I thought it was like Which is uh, was ironic to be doing at a celebrity bartending event. That, that's the first one you get at the elf meeting up there. <laughs> you, you enjoyed thirty minutes of sobriety. Well, Here's your first chip. Listen, you're you're hard working. Uh, you're pretty much slave laboring these elves, making toys all year long. And plus the breaking and entering uh, thing. You know, you're leaving toys all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a total. Uh, it's a total rouse. The whole thing is just mate. It's just, it's just. It's a total rip. Yeah, it is a rip. It is a rip. And then, you know, you, the, these elves, they're drinking pop-off and they're... <laughs> I know one that was held against his will because all he really wanted to be was a dentist. Are you kidding me? I just want to they, be a dentist. They held him under... They, they held did. him under yeah, hostage. they did. And he probably said, oh, you want to be a... Oh, Herbie wants to be a dentist. <laughs> He's talking about Herbie Flores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have made an excellent dentist, by right. the way. It's 659 Rock 102. Would you mind saying that again? Rock 102 wants to know. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, not for nothing, but if you could have put a price tag on all the horse crap that's been attributed to former Steelers, Raiders, Patriots, and Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown, you could probably buy your own NFL franchise, possibly even two of them. Between all the many ways in which Antonio self-sabotaged his own career, you would like to think that somewhere deep inside that delusional mind he might have the wherewithal to occasionally accept his legally binding financial obligations. As it turns out, he does not. And that is why I feel compelled to discuss what the guy's been up to over the last couple of days. You see, over the weekend, Antonio Brown was arrested by police in Miami, Florida for failure to pay child support for his 15-year-old daughter. According to the charges, Antonio is legally obligated to pay $31,000 a month in child support, of which he has paid nothing. Now, I don't know how the family court system works in Florida, but when a judge tells you that you have a financial obligation to your children, they're usually not kidding about it. On Sunday, Antonio was released after making his bail of $15,000. Yesterday, it was reported that Antonio finally made a payment of another $15,000 in support. When asked about his arrest, the young girl's mother, Latrice Jackson, stated, quote, Right now, he's making a mockery of the judge out of everything because he feels like he's untouchable. Back in April, he was brought into court after failing to make another $31,000 support payment in which he was forced to pay despite claiming the mother was a quote-unquote money-hungry bitch. Dude, it ain't her who set the price. 
It's the state of Florida that requires you to fulfill your monthly financial obligations. Now, here's the thing that I find really interesting. Antonio Brown maintains a net worth of approximately $22 million, and yet somehow she's the one who's the money-hungry bitch. Dude, you're legally obligated to pay child support for the next three years of your daughter's life. You know how much of that you're going to have left in three years? $20 million, $884,000. Of course, that's assuming you're still responsible with it. Because I got to tell you, for those of us who diligently make support payments on time every month without issue, you'll be getting absolutely no sympathy for me whatsoever. Because that's what you're supposed to do. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you can paint your own kitchen, but I guarantee you're going to have questions. Maybe even a lot of them along the way. That's why you go to Rocky's. At every Rocky's store, there's at least one trained paint expert to guide you through your painting project. Good people, paint people at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring. It is going to be, uh, well, maybe cloudy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, uh, rain, and that's going to last all weekend. It's uh, 47 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Let me see if I got this right. The 43rd annual uh, Valley Press Club Roast is uh, coming up uh, next week in the studio to talk about that and maybe some other things, too. Michael Dobbs, formerly of the reminder, the retired Michael Dobbs. It's good to see you. Uh, thank you very much. It's it's good to be seen. You know, um, I, I pride myself out of the rocking chair in order to come here this morning. Um, can I just tell you guys something? Yeah. The myth of the early bird special is indeed a myth. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm retired and I'm supposed to be eating dinner at 430 and there's nobody doing early bird specials. Why anymore. is that? I, I don't know because there's more old people than ever. But honestly, um, so yes, retirement is, is, is going very well. So in other words, you're saving nothing in retirement. Uh, well, no, no, that's, 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 abs- well, that's absolutely true. <laughs> There's, but, uh, yeah, it the retirement is going well. Um, I'm still writing for the reminder. I'm, I work for Focus Springfield, um, doing uh, local TV work. Um, you're I'm, doing a book. I'm doing my sixth book. That's wow. three quarters done. Um, and then, uh, because everybody is doing it, I'm going to launch a podcast. Yeah, why not? Good for you. Why um, not? Because uh, everybody's got a podcast now. Yeah. Well, you have to. That's, yeah, you do. Yeah. And, of course, your podcast is is a veritable musical institution now, Bax. Wow, I don't know about that, but thank you very right. much. Don't, don't fluff him. No, you, you no, can no, let no. him fluff. Let him fluff. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, doing yeah, a good yeah. job with the fluffing. <laughs> Actually, and in all seriousness, I think you ought to do a book of your best musical interviews i mean i i'm in all seriousness because well i'm being a writer i i tend to think about doing stuff like that <laughs> but you've interviewed a lot of really cool guys on yeah, your podcast i've uh i i feel incredibly lucky that uh that people are so willing to talk because you would think they would never be that willing but i've had some really good names on on, on it and it's been a lot of fun i'm yeah. gonna write the foreword for that book you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll be very forward in how much this is a piece of crap and nobody should watch it. No, 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 no. It's, it's perfectly good. Come on. I'm kidding. But the uh, you have written a, a, a number of books. You, you did a book a couple of years ago about some of the interviews that you had done. Yes. And that was a really interesting book. Thank you. Um, yep. What's the, What are you working on now? Well, um, I'm working on the, the second of two volumes about the Fleischer Animation Studio. They're the studio that did the original Betty Boops and Popeyes and yeah. stuff like that. 
and I started this many, 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 many years ago. Um, and I, in a way, I was fortunate that no publisher wanted it years ago because now I have access to far more information. But years ago, I did interviews with all these guys that the old cartoon guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm finishing that up and I've got three more books planned out and I'm just going to keep writing until, you know, I'm you know, blowing bubbles it, in the oatmeal and, and that's you know. so cool. You know, actually, I don't think not to get terribly off topic here, but I think, you know, you know, of all the cartoons that are out there, you know, Looney Tunes still remains yep. you know, the greatest. But if you go back to some of those, those old Max Fleischer, uh, Popeye cartoons, they're hilarious. Yeah. They're really, really well done. I mean, some of them are like, you know, a little, they're dated, of course, but there's just, I mean, it's when Popeye and olive oil and, uh, you know, are speaking gibberish, that's the, yeah. be, that to me, that's the best Popeye there, uh, there ever was. Well, all of those ad libs was from Jack Mercer, who was the voice of Popeye from 1934 until he died in 1984. Wow. And, uh, I had the privilege of interviewing Jack and he was great. What a humble, humble man. He had no idea uh, how many people loved him for his work. but um, And that's what I mean. I, I was lucky that I did all the interview stuff yeah. years and years ago, and, and now I can match that up with all this stuff that I'm digging out of archives. So, Very um, cool. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It keeps, it keeps me off the street. Off the street, you know, but, because but, there's nothing worse than old journalists shambling around on the street. You but, know? but not off the stage. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be presenting. Uh, yes, be yes. The Valley Press Club roast is going to be next Thursday, October 26th at 5:30 at the beautiful John Boyle O'Reilly Club mm -hmm. uh, in Springfield. And uh, for a mere twenty dollars, you get. Uh, we bring in pizza. There's munchies. There's a cash bar. There's a great raffle and. Entertainment and and the way this the way this works is that local politicians get up and they kick the crap out of them out of their out of themselves and most importantly out of the press and then we get up and we try to do something funny and we're not professionals um, I, I but we're working we're working on a skit right now which is 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 science fiction um, it's it's the uh, interview between uh, it's the debate between Dominic Sarno and Justin Hurst for mayor of Springfield and why the reason I say it's science fiction is that I was just told this week that the mayor is not participating in the roast and excuse me in the uh, in the interview that uh, we had set up with Focus Springfield uh, for November 1st ah, so yeah. It is sort of science fictiony, and and we will recre <laughs> we will create our own versions of Dominic Sarno and Justin Hurst live on the stage oh. of the John Boyle O'Reilly Club. Now I know I haven't been invited to present uh, since the last time I presented the one time that I was there. <laughs> but uh, are you going to use the term Dom Dom? Um, at some point. If if we do, we're going to have to credit you. I was going to say I want writers' credits. So well, I want, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're all writers, so we're very sensitive you're, about you're credits. Free, forget about all that money going to like scholarships for journalists. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah Forget about all that. about that. And yeah. that's true. That's the money is going to go to young people who want to pursue a career in in, in journalism and communications. So, have, have anybody has anybody who worked in the local media received one of these scholarships uh, for the thing? Oh yeah, Jane, James Villa Lobos, who was at Channel Forty. Yeah, um, he received a scholarship. Um, yeah, we give out, I think it's three, four scholarships a year. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so, cool. so that's. A, I, I have to say, I did not see that was one of the few 
roast that I missed, but I want to <laughs> tell you, it's a legendary moment in the press club history. It left a stain. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it did. A and, brown and, sugar stain. And, and in yes. fact, when I told the board I was coming yeah. on this morning, yeah. um, it reunited memories of yeah. Steve oh, Nagor's yeah. time at the press. Well, club. I'm trying to remember what you what you said. What did you do? You did something. I I, I made uh, I made several jokes about local politicians. Uh, yeah. you know, I I, I was I, I think I remember ranking on Nick Kochi, which he could take that. He was he's always a good sport. For yeah, stuff he's a good like sport. That. Uh, but I, I may have, uh, <laughs> may have insulted the news stations a little oh, too uh, yeah. roughly. Well, yeah, that, well yeah. that's the definition and I, of a roast. I, and I can't even, I can't even tell these jokes on the radio because they're so funny <laughs> and so pointed. And so pointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the issue that I always have is I think this a roast should be sort of no holds barred. Yeah. Right. Um, there was one year we had a, a, a local uh, radio celebrity, TV celebrity, who I, I shouldn't name, but I will, Scott Cohen, um, <laughs> who instructed all of us that as MC, he did not want to hear any profanity. Now, oh, of course, the inner Gilbert Gottfried came out at yeah. me, and I, right. I made sure that whenever I was on stage, I dropped an F-bomb. Yeah. Just to bother Scott. It's yeah. a roast. That's it's, what it's that's, meant to be. Uh, like you just said, no holds barred. You can say whatever you want, and it's all good fun, and everybody goes home happy at the end of the night. Right. And you know, I don't <laughs> want to give the impression that you know it's it's all dirty jokes and and bad language. Um, it's mostly just bad jokes. Uh, but at the other hand, you know, something might be said that might hurt someone yeah. who is yeah, o- well, overly sensitive really to yeah, these right, things. Right. Uh, Tony Signoli is going to be our MC. Um, of course, one of my goals Good in choice. life is to Tony actually to drop an F-bomb in public at something like the roast. Not that he would ever do that. But, but yet uh, I've heard him drop F-bombs. I have really? I have seen it w- with my own eyes and heard it with my own ears. Yes. Yes, yeah, he is capable. He is, he is he's very capable <laughs> yeah. of that. But uh, no, uh, we're, we're going to have a, a, a veritable parade of, of, of local politicians get up there and, and make fun of us. Do you, uh, do you have a list of, uh, of uh, participants? Uh, well, Mayor Sarno is supposed to be there. Mayor View is supposed to be there. Okay. Um, Kochi is supposed to be there. Oh, God, I'm missing out on all these great uh, You know, Steve, if you're available <laughs> next week, I don't see a reason. Oh, this is going to get me in trouble with the board. Uh, I don't see a reason that you shouldn't just do a quick, you know, five minutes. Just I, get up there. and. I'm uh, guessing John View won't bring Lynn Clark as his plus one. <laughs> See, Probably this is not. why you need me there. Yeah, that's right. This is why you need me there. Bring like, uh, the entire you know, East Hampton <laughs> school board. Yeah, out. where's that... the East Hampton school committee? Are they going to uh, be there too? Are you going to call them ladies? I don't think I could. I think that would be the most offensive thing that would ever come out of that uh, roast that you had there. You see, I like that idea. Yeah, that's I a like, wonderful idea. Yeah. So, you know, so we have fun. We have fun at the roast. But, uh, yeah, seriously, I, you know. If you if you feel the need to to live to leave Huntington on next Thursday night for five thirty and go to the oh, boil, am I allowed to go in the room? I didn't know if I'm. Oh, allowed oh, to oh yeah, listen, I'm yeah, just not gonna, allowed to perform. I'm not gonna bar you from that. That's all right. No, but, no, no. I, I you know I think uh, frankly the 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 more irreverent that we get, the better. Frankly, yeah. But now tickets are available at the door, and tickets you can buy are available them at the door. Although we can you can get them on Eventbrite. Valley Press Club Roast 2023 is the thing you search for on Eventbrite. Um, but, yeah, they're available at the door.
Very All right. good. Very Michael good. Dobbs, great to see you. Best of luck with your book and the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming Great in. to see you. It's uh, 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 and Aqua Pump are giving you a five with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast there. Um, we got uh, coming up less than a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, on Thursday, November 2nd, it's Rock 102's Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night at the uh, Armory at MGM Springfield. Yeah, yes, I was wearing my, uh, my new... Springfield Thunderbirds Mayflower Marathon jersey, which are a hit, by the way. Oh my God, yeah, people love them. Yeah, and uh, they'll be uh, for sale at other events, maybe even at the uh, the comedy show, which is, by the way, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Aqua Pump. It's gonna be a great night of laughs with Marty Caproni as your headliner, also Brian Plum, Katie Arroyo, and uh, you and me as the hosts. And all ticket profits are gonna be donated to the Mayflower Marathon and the Open Pantry. They're on sale now at Rock102.com. About a hundred seats left. For the show. So you might want to start uh, thinking about buying them now because they are going to sell out and they will sell out quick. And again, you can uh, buy your tickets at rock102.com. Again, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing we're going to get you to do five minutes of comedy next weekend. I have not committed uh, to anything. I have not committed to that at all. Well, you should. We're all pushing you. We're all rooting for you. Well, right now, you're the only one pushing. No, Marty was pushing for you. And uh, matter of fact, we had a listener that wrote on my Facebook page yesterday, I'm with you and Marty. Uh, Back should be definitely doing five minutes worth of comedy. I think there's a lot of support out there. Well, you know what? We'll take a poll during open, open lines tomorrow. Okay. All right. Fine. If that's yeah. how you want to direct it, that's uh, we'll be doing it a little bit earlier tomorrow too. By the way, because uh, Doctor West Chesterson is going to be in here uh, right. tomorrow. Well, maybe we'll get a different crowd of folks that yeah, call it well, seven versus eight. I told you, it, it's it's very much like you know, me you 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 doing things around the house with tools. It's like yeah, I I know I could probably do it. It's just I lack the confidence to know uh, that I'm going to do it well, and I don't want to I don't want to stink up the joint on a good comedy night. I don't think you will. You don't I, think so? I, I think people are willing you to You think listen. I'm that uh, you know, comedically gifted that I could uh, work the crowd and blow things up? I, I could just listen, murder the I, whole crowd? I, I have always been impressed by how you write and what you write. And uh, even if I make fun of you that I don't know what you're saying at the end of the view from the couch. Here's an idea. <laughs> how about I go on stage and I sit there and write? You could do that. You could write a joke while you're sitting there. No, I just sit there. I just write. That'll be the whole the whole thing. That'll be the bit. Just I'll be the, there with a laptop. I'll just be typing away, and that'll actually, be that. I think you're onto something there. I think you could do that. I mean, it's it would be like you know comedy being written in the moment. Yes, yes, that would be just uh, not performed. I I like the way you're thinking there, Baxi. You should do it. I got it all worked out got in it my all head. Figure it out. Yeah. So please go to the comedy show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're having a great time, and you can pick up those shirts for twenty bucks. I think we're gonna be giving a, we're gonna be selling them for yeah. at the uh, at the show. Yeah, a lot of people were asking uh, how to get them and if we were selling them. And yeah, twenty bucks for that shirt. That's, that's a hell that's of a, a deal. deal. And uh, you know, and kudos to GG Inks for coming up with such a great design on that thing. Uh, they look. And I mean, they have the jersey feel. They are kind of yeah, like it's... that jersey material. It's not quite like, you know, the five hundred dollar jersey you're going to buy. No, uh, but it's at but a stadium. It's, but it's a very it's good, good good quality shirt and great design. Yeah, so everybody everybody here is real uh, jacked up about it. So we'll uh, again, it all goes to me- to benefit the Mayflower Marathon, which happens in about ooh I don't know thirty two days from mm-hmm. today. It's 729. News is 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by, hold on just a moment, Gary Rome Hyundai. 
Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Are you ready for this news? Bright Nights tickets are now on sale. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. You know, uh, you said that uh, Judy left a couple passes. I have a couple of passes for you if you'd like to go. You know, the Bright Nights ball is coming up. And uh, it was a sellout back in May. Yeah. You can believe that. That's wow. all. That's that's it, it's the, the biggest Bright Nights ball they've ever had. Yep. And Bright Nights is like you know one of the you know the the premier events in all of Springfield all year long. I like going. I like getting dressed up. I'm going by myself this year. Going stag. Are you really? Yeah. No. Uh, no one uh, hanging with you. No one on nope. your arm. Nope. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do it all by myself. And look at this. I can. Uh, I can just show up, and then when it's over, I can leave. And I don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, uh, and you don't have to dance with anybody. No, I just got to hang my tux up, and that's it. That's See, all I'm just going to leave do. mine in a ball. I'm going to start wearing mine tomorrow, just to kind of wear it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know they got to be broken in. I'm looking for that pig pen effect. You know, yeah, with a big cloud of dirt around you, a cloud of dust around you. Nobody wants to sit next to you. Yeah, well, we're uh, you know Jenny and I are going. We'll be all uh, set and ready to go. Oh, look, I'll be the third wheel at your table. Yeah, would you like to hang out with us and and feel out of place? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, listen, I uh, I felt out of place uh, <laughs> either way, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, well, yeah. then it won't matter then. No. Yeah, Halloween is less than two weeks away, but you can already feel the Christmas spirit in Springfield now that tickets are bright nights at Forest Park for the 29th season which is one season less than the Mayflower Marathon. Imagine that. 20, wait, this is the 29th? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is why I oh told you guys, God. I don't think you're right about your math, about the number 30 for the marathon. The Mayflower Marathon was at least one or two years before I got there. Okay, and I and and uh, and we were the first ones in the first people in Bright Nights, the first people to drive through. What was twenty nine years ago? Twenty nine years ago would have been what? What, uh, what day is that? It would have been a third. It was a Thursday night. Four. Nineteen ninety four. Right. No. Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. No, because we're still two years away from being the third. Wait a minute. I don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, it'll be 1994 that we're... Wait a minute. How many years is 29? <sighs> 29 minus... 2023 minus 29 is what? 1994. 1994. So where are you getting the math from? This is, this is what I'm telling you about. I don't Everybody know. Everybody's embracing this 30 years of the Mayflower Marathon, and we have shirts printed up now. I think we're wrong, and right. I told you this. Are you counting... This is so stupid. These numbers are not coming from us. These numbers are coming from the open pantry themselves. Right. Well, so I'm I, not, I'm not going to put place blame and say they got it wrong. I, I'm not doing that. I'm willing to You know what? Judy's going to be in here next week to talk about some other stuff anyway. We're going to have to press her on how many years this thing has been going on for. Because you I thought you were the first ones to drive through We this were. Thing. So how now, can, a, unless there was a bright nights out of Forest Park that I'm not aware of. But 29 years ago, you weren't even working here. <sighs> Do you count 1995 as one or zero? 
I don't know. See, that's but the thing, it isn't it? But it started tw- 29th season, so it could have been the 94, 94. Yeah, but then you, you didn't start here until March. All right. If I'm going to have to do the little hashtag thing here, it's going to take some time. Yeah, so go yeah. ahead and do news while I all figure right, it all, all out. Right, all I'll right. let you know. Uh, as of 11.30 a.m. on Wednesday, they already had six reservations, so make sure you get your tickets. Matt uh, told uh, Western Mass News during the COVID pandemic they had to switch to online ticket sales. And although many of the restrictions are going away this year, they're still encouraging you to order them online. If you wanted to pay cash, you know, and you had nothing else, you know, you get to the gate and uh, you could pay cash. But we really try to discourage that, Judy said. Uh, now that they're free, uh, they're free from pandemic era restrictions, the Spirit of Springfield is adding some new attractions to the park this year. They have a brand new carousel over there. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, what'd you come up with? Twenty nine. It's twenty nine. It'll be yeah, twenty nine. So it, oh, that would assume then, that there was one Mayflower Marathon before me. Yeah, before I got there, and then uh, so twenty nine. Yeah, this would be the twenty ninth season. It would have. I thought there was two before you got here, two Mayflower Marathons before you started here. Well, apparently that's a lie. I don't know, man. I think Listen, we're wrong these, on the these numbers. These are open pantry numbers, and and Nicole, who has been there literally from the beginning, says, "Nope, it's 30. I remember when I first started here working as a producer, I had to put together this uh, thing that said, uh, "Welcome to the. Uh, you're listening to the 12th annual Mayflower Marathon." And then uh, I was corrected quickly by Jerry, going, uh, "I think it's longer than that." Yeah. So we had to rechange it, but then we just put in. It's the annual Mayflower Marathon. Well, can we, we just didn't know the number? Can we just settle that it's thirty and and be done with it, rather than you know you know, you know kind of berate the whole thing? I mean, it's thirty. Yeah, thirty. Well, you know, that's I, what we're going with. The shirts yeah, have been printed. Yeah. It's thirty. You know what? I'm not, I didn't just turn forty-five. I only turned forty because that's what I want to believe. Well, that's the difference between skipping five years and one. No, there really isn't. I mean, when you're talking about accuracy, when you're talking about you know how you 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 you, you, you Commemorate. What about happening that a whole bogus theater of the mind thing that radio used to hang its hat on for yeah, years? Yeah, no, we've we're, well, we if threw I that th- out the window. If I say thirty, then doggone it, it's thirty. No, That's simple. Even the listeners are writing on our picture. We took those pictures in the jersey yesterday. I like, have are the you are, idiots. Sure? Listen. are you sure about that? Thirty years. <laughs> this These is, listeners well, don't know what they're talking can, about. Can, can I just say something? Yes. This is the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. Yes. Yes. And yet, this yeah. will be the most uh, successful we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. In spite of it all. Trying to figure out what year is which. Ah, it doesn't and, really and matter. And we may have just misprinted 300 t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you send them over to Ethiopia like they do the Patriots jerseys when they don't make the playoffs. Listen, um, again, this was, there was a whole lengthy discussion that didn't involve me. Among the upper the uppity ups here in the building who discussed it with the open pantry and they determined thirty, it's 30 years. years. Okay. Now, I am not gonna sit here and argue with any of them and uh and, and, and try to belittle this outstanding community event. If it's if we I'm say not, thirty uh, listen, it's I'm, thirty. I, I am not belittling the event. I'm belittling us <laughs> <laughs> and our inability to properly do math. <sighs> and what year things started. See, nobody, you know what it is? When you started, when they started that thing, because you didn't start it. No. When somebody else started this thing, they're like, they probably didn't think it was going to be as great as it is. 
You know, it's it's, it's, it's been now become this. It's a community event. It's it's very much less of a radio station event than it is a community event. Absolutely, now people. You know, it's in their minds that they're there. But I bet you when they when they started that, they're like, you know what? Don't even take any records. We're, this thing is a this thing isn't going to last more than a year. These people will all be fed by next February, and everything will be fine. And then no, when <laughs> as time went on, they said. Well, how many years have we been doing this now? They're like three or four. Well, maybe it's four. And Can't then, remember. And then, well, and then, and then every year we always try to remember what year. Well, it was. If, I, if I go back to 1995, I remember asking, "Well, how many times have we done this before this?" And I don't remember if they said two or one because I don't think anybody could remember that far back. How depressing is that? That's that is pretty depressing. I know, but you know what? It's the 30th, I it's guess. It's the 30th. There you go. Seven children were arrested Wednesday afternoon after refusing to leave a McDonald's in Fall River. That's the best place to be in Fall it's River. Probably the only safe place yeah. in Fall River. The uh, Yeah, isn't that like one of those safe haven things? <laughs> yes. When you drop children off? Uh, yeah, you go to the McDonald's. Grimace will take care of your kids. Yeah, when you're a baby, you can drop them off at a firehouse. When they're teenagers, you just drop them off at a McDonald's. That's kind of how you just leave them there. Yeah. Somebody will take them. The Fall River Police said they were originally called to the CVS at 1620 President Avenue because of a large group of children were causing a disturbance. However, they had moved into a McDonald's by the time police got there. Still, police went inside to make sure there were no additional issues. While inside, officers were informed by the management staff that the juveniles were not welcome to remain within the establishment due to the fighting behavior which had taken place prior to them entering the business. Uh, Police said they then got confrontational with the officers and refused to leave. Police then attempted to arrest them for trespassing. The group began crowding the officers and attempting to interject themselves. Seven of the children were arrested. Police did not release the names or specific ages of the group members. They expect more information to be released today, including the body cam footage. Oh, that's the one I want to see. Yeah, that'd be interesting. A bunch of of roving bands of, uh, of, I don't know. What do you call them? Utes. Utes, but uh, disgruntled Utes. Disgruntled Utes uh, eating their McNuggets without uh, like the honey barbecue sauce or the uh, ranch dressing. Yeah. Oh, oh there's going to be an increased presence of police in the area around the McDonald's to ensure that no issues arise today. Uh, will Mayor McCheese make a statement? Yeah, he's made. Ma- listen, my favorite family guy is Mayor McCheese riding in a convertible like JFK. <laughs> and then somebody shooting him and pieces of the burger flying out of his head while Jackie Onassis scrambles to the hood to try to munch up pieces of the burger. <laughs> See, tragedy oh. you can laugh about every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, you have to. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high. Look at this. We did nine minutes of math and one minute of news. Well, hey. <laughs> Again, the stupidest thing I've ever been a part of. Your uh, sunny at 66 tomorrow, rain all weekend long. It's 47 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. I- Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be sunny today eventually, and then rain moves in for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's like, uh, what is this, uh, 
nice during the week, and then all of a sudden we just get dumped on. Yeah, when you, when you want good weather, you don't yeah. get good weather. When you don't really care about the weather, then it gets to be really nice. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't get it either. Hey, uh, this week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, uh, Frederick Soroya is my guest from the uh, the band uh, Data Rock. They're a Norwegian band. The story behind them is really, really interesting, and you should check that out. Next week, though, this is really cool. I'll be talking to uh, maybe one of the most respected drummers in all of rock music. Simon Phillips is going to be my guest. Now, Simon Phillips... Uh, began his professional career at the age of 12. Yeah. Uh, he's 66 now, but he's played with uh, The Who, Peter Gabriel, Jeff Beck, Frank Zappa, Toto, Brian Eno, Asia, Tears for Fears, Judas Priest, Madness, and about 9,000 others. Guy is an absolutely impeccable drummer. He's got a brand new record out, and we'll be right. talking to him starting on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. That uh, Simon Phillips, that was, uh, he was in La Bamba, uh, I believe. No, no, no. Steve, you're thinking of Lou Diamond Phillips. No, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, the thing that's a girl's best friend. <laughs> no, Steve, those are diamonds. <laughs> I think what you're thinking about is the guy that's saying Cracklin' Rosie. No, no, no. That's Neil Diamond. You're thinking of the guy who's saying old man, uh... Look at my life. No, no, Steve. That's that's Neil Young. You're thinking of. Uh, I'm, out, I'm out of ideas. You know when I was uh, when I was 19, I remember this uh, perfectly. I, my brother, uh, you know, who's older than me, obviously, and <clears throat> took me to a uh, a party with lots of alcohol. Yeah. And uh, I was 19. I was trying to hit on this like 35 year old woman. How'd that work out? That not very well at all because we were watching this band. <laughs> And I go, wow, this guy does uh, Neil Diamond pretty well. And she goes, you mean Neil Young, right? Because I had it wrong. I, I was mixing <laughs> up my Neils. Uh, you, know what, you know what I got that night? What? A punch in the face. Really? From Not her? from her, no, but from uh, somebody from else. A, uh, somebody else. It was the worst night ever. Interestingly enough, you're not all that appealing to 35-year-old women now. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Actually, it's like, oh, wow. I, <laughs> Hey, great shows are coming to uh, to the Springfield area. Joe Bonamassa is going to be at Symphony Hall on November 24th, yeah. uh, the day after Thanksgiving. He'll also be joining us at the Mayflower Marathon uh, that week. Uh, tickets are available right now, or you can win a pair uh, by being the 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. Yes, we will take your winner list. It's 755. Scott Zolak coming up in just a couple minutes in Rock 102. Tell me something good. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if you're like me, there is nothing more satisfying than curling up around the television during the cold days of February and enjoying all the thrilling excitement of the NBA All-Star Weekend. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't love a good slam dunk contest or a three-point competition or perhaps even a good meaningless exhibition game tossed into the mix? Believe you me, there's almost nothing better. Well, maybe a few things. Maybe even a lot of things. But you can certainly count on me to be glued to my TV for at least a few action-packed minutes. However, while many of us have grown accustomed to the current format of the NBA All-Star Game, it appears as though the league is reevaluating how the All-Star teams will be chosen. In an interview with ESPN's Stephen A. Smith, Commissioner Adam Silver revealed 
that the league is considering going back to the old format in which the best players from the Eastern Conference will face the best players from the Western Conference to determine which team of overpriced All-Stars are better in a meaningless exhibition game situation with no real incentive to either win or lose. Going back to this system would replace the current farcical system in which top vote-getters become team captains and then get to choose from a pool of 22 players who have been voted on by fans, the media, and other players throughout the league. The new format would return things to the way things used to be, leaving many to wonder why they bothered to change it in the first place. Listen, I don't have all the answers, but I think it has something to do with the fact that it was stupid. Because when Team Giannis beat Team LeBron last year, 184 to 175, I found myself with a profound inability to give a rat's ass. And I think that's problematic. But give me an East-West rivalry, one that mimics the relative appeal of the NBA Finals, and you might get me to pick a side, such as the Eastern Conference, which would be convenient since I happen to be a fan of an Eastern Conference team. Although, in fairness, I don't really care who wins because it's the NBA All-Star Game, which doesn't really matter much in the first place. But hey, and never my yappin', sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ever notice that when uh, those tree crews, you know, the guys 30 feet up in the air with a chainsaw? Well, they don't use like those Tonka toy chainsaws. They use steel chainsaws, orange and white workhorse chainsaws, preferred by professionals. You can get a steel for yourself. Beautiful chainsaw by steel at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Patrick Rock, it's 8.07 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, rain with a high of 63. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you got to do your... Uh, oh, I know, I know. I, I got oh, that right. I got it. I got it. Well, We're because it looked like you were reaching for the phone to go put Scott uh, on. And, I'll uh, talk to Scott in a second. Okay. I'll pick up the phone. Listen, I got to do the keyword to cash. This it's, is uh, this is just a mutual uh, <laughs> relationship here. I'm just oh, trying to help you out. The uh, keyword to cash today is the word play that's p-l-a-y for those of you who have never spelt that in your life you just go to rock102.com enter the word play for your chance to win a thousand bucks you got until midnight tonight to do it good luck from rock 102 springfield's classic rock again the word is play p-l-a-y okay now, now he's we, on the phone we, now we can finally talk about new england patriot football that's that's something that should make everybody happy good morning scott how are you Oh, I'm doing this great. How are you guys? Oh my God! How do you how do you sit there, uh, you know, doing the game when you know it just it just it keeps just getting worse and worse? Well, I mean, at the end of the game, we thought, hey, we got a shot at the Raiders here because we had that long drive. It took 14 plays, almost 10 minutes off the clock, forever to get down there. You punch it in, and then shoot. The Raiders are dumb enough to throw it three times, you know, two times in that drive, which stalled the clock. And we actually got the ball back with four minutes left, so we had a shot there. And then uh, dummy, uh, stupid uh, Devontae Parker drops that deep ball by Matt Jones, and that would have set us up at the plus 40. You know, and then you get the field goal, and we're going overtime. You know, I mean, they're, so, they're, I mean we had a shot that game. I know, but, but and thing is, they're making mistakes that should never be made, the mistakes you would never have seen in other Bill Belichick coached teams. And everyone is pointing fingers now, and everybody is saying that, you know, Bill Belichick is on the hot seat as a, as a – as a result of this, he's off to a one and five start. They're looking at maybe not making the playoffs in two years in a row for the first time since since Pete Carroll was the head coach. Yeah, it just it, you you look at this team and you just go, this this is not what I recall the Patriots being in <laughs> a quarter of a yeah, century. It's nothing close to it. You know, beat the teams they're supposed to beat, try to knock somebody off, and that was kind of the recipe. You know, we'd win all our home games. We haven't won a home game, but. I can't tell you the last time we won a home game. Probably the Jets last year. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, got to go back to the Jets last year. We lost all three here, and then we got Buffalo coming in this weekend. So there's another loss. The the conversation about you know Bill Belichick's longevity here has has kind of really ramped up. Just a, a, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, on the station you're at, someone suggested that uh, not only would he go, but they may even find himself playing or you know, coaching, uh, you know, at Washington. It just it just seems to me there's a part of me that wants to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because it's Bill Belichick after all. But then there's another part of me that says, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this is a, a, a success driven league. And if you're not successful, any other coach will be bounced out for this kind of, for this kind of uh, performance. What is your take on this? I mean, is, is the, is the conversation about him maybe losing his job, a legitimate conversation, or do you think it's going to be, you work out some somehow differently. I think it comes to an agreement. If anything, you know, when you come to an agreement, it's not a firing, it's not a retirement. It's just, you know, we came to the agreement that I need to move. We need both need to need to move separate ways, and we've been together for a long time, sort of like Terry Francona did with uh, with the Red Sox back in the day. Right, it was nine years. He said nine years is a long shelf life. Steel left there, and. If they presented something like, hey, we want to take your GM abilities away, and he could say, no, you're not going to do that, and thus I'm going to move on. You know, there's ways to get around this. It's it's a big conversation. It's one they have to have. And if they really want to clean house, it's a hell of a price tag, boy. I think Bill has two years left on his deal, and that's about $40 million for just him. Yeah. Uh, then you got to pay all the other coaches, all the other staff guys, anybody that works there. It's an expensive uh, moving on. So you got to better make sure you have the guy ready to go if you're ready to do it. Do you I, obviously you're spending enough time with the team to kind of get the sense of what is going on, you know, in that locker room and in that training facility, and as they're getting ready for games, as the season seems to be getting you know more and more away from them, the mood I have to believe is really it has to be pretty sour right now, just amongst the yeah. players themselves. What what are you sensing from you know the guys who are on the roster? But they're still hanging in there. I do sense that. I don't. I don't see any quitting them. I watch the games. I know some of them personally. You still see them flying around out there. Now, to me, it's just a big talent drop. You're, the other teams are just so much more talented than you, especially at the receiver position, quarterback position. Um, our, de- our defense hangs in there for the most much. Our offensive tackles are just struggling right now, and uh, I don't know how long Mac can last like that. You know, Scott, I uh, in research and how to uh, get this interview done, I, I turned to ChatGPT this morning and I said, <laughs> what questions can I ask Scott Zolak? And it says, when speaking with Scott Zolak, who is a former NFL quarterback and current sports broadcaster, you can ask him a wide range of questions, including, uh, here's one for you, what do you think is the key to the Patriots' success this season? <laughs> Wow! That's yeah, so open ended. It yeah. really is, and and again, it's artificial intelligence. Yeah, right? which which is what Bill what Belichick is playing success? with right now. What if they're not? What if they're not having success? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to be successful. Uh, okay, what about this um, one? What advice do you have for aspiring broadcasters or athletes? Oh Jesus! Find another job. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you, go. you go. We agree. Yeah, now, finally, we can all agree on something. There you go. Um, you know how many emails we get for interns? And, oh, I'm going to work here with you guys. Yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're full. We're full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me ask you this, because there's a, there's, the other speculation is that the Patriots, if they are if they are in fact done with, uh, with Mac Jones, and they may or may not be at this point, 
that he he could be traded. Do you think that after what he's shown you this year and maybe even last year that there's value for for Mac Jones for another team, or do you think that he would be going into, into a situation being seen as damaged goods? Yeah, I mean, if you have a situation like say San Francisco and they're in need of a quarterback, that's like the perfect place to go. Um, I think he would need a fresh start. I think he'd have four offensive coordinators in four years here. Um, I, I just think that what's happened last year and this year has really been a detriment to him, and sort of he's gone backwards. Uh, starts watching the line, moving around. You got to get with a really good quarterback coach, and um, I don't know where that is though. You know, that's the one thing. You know, most teams have their quarterbacks, but things happen, injuries happen, and you start looking. I mean, I, I would assume that what the Patriots may get in return would be, you know, draft picks at this point. The way they're playing, I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, maybe being kind of higher up in the draft. I mean, the bad thing about success is you're 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 kind of picking at a, you know, the very bottom yeah. of the barrel of the first round. You know, maybe if the Patriots are really serious about turning things around, you know, losing is really where their focus should be at. Uh, no kidding, no kidding. But um, you know, where where do you want to pick? One, two, three, or do you want these picks six, seven, eight, nine? Sometimes when you get high in the draft, but even though it's six, seven, eight, nine, you miss the cream of the crop. You miss those two good quarterbacks, you miss the best tackle, and you miss Marvin Harrison Jr. So after that, pretty much a crapshoot, guys. Yeah, well, that's I'm, but that's the whole thing about the draft. I mean, you, you, you never really – you think you're drafting the greatest thing in, in ever, and next thing you know, you got Ryan Leaf and Tony Mandarich. So it's you know those are the two things you were always run the risk with a first-round oh, draft pick. Down. Yeah, they were beautiful studs. They, oh, my God. Yes, but when but, but when push came to shove, they imploded. I have another chat GPT question for you. Uh, <laughs> as a broadcaster, what are the challenges of providing in-depth football analysis to fans? Being prepared. You know, watching, watching the games. I love this. Someone came in one day, did it, was doing a morning show, and uh, sat on air before he went on. I had to go to a wedding last night. So I didn't watch the game. The co-host with him looked at him and he said, "Why don't you just leave now?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, 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 that's what I, before I have to break the game down and didn't watch it. It's actually not a bad question because how do you, you know? Last week you, you kind of filled us in a little bit about where you sit and, and the fans that are around you. How do you pay attention to the game when you got all that noise going on? Are you are you in a soundproof booth? Yeah, not really. No, ours is open because we love the noise. That's the way we right. set up the parabolic mics. But we have we have tight headsets on, and we're always just talking to each other. We communicate back with the station. Uh, we're always getting reports in, so we're going over those. We got laptops with stats rolling in every second. Um, you know, we have a spotter that helps you find out which guy was the num- which number of the guys was uh, was making the tackle or the catch. So we got a lot going on in one game. Uh, you'd be surprised if you came in. It sounds simple, but. Uh, Man, it's it's chaotic once we get rolling. Hey, yeah. Have you ever had a stat like given to you by obviously there's somebody there's somebody feeding you things too, right? Throughout the game, there's like somebody else somewhere, oh, yeah. right? So is it have there ever been wrong about something and then you get the heat for it because you were wrong about the stat? No, I only get the heat for when I read a Dunkin' Donuts commercial wrong because they're so stupid back at the station that they print it all wrong, and I read it like Ron Burgundy, so I read it exactly the way it's printed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, we've uh, we've we've been in that situation uh, more than once yeah. too. So we we totally get it. Well, thanks for the fireside chat. Yeah. Patriots <laughs> talk this week. Yeah, I want to ask you about uh, Malik Cunningham. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, yeah. he's gone from being you know, you know <laughs> from being waived to re-signed, put on the practice squad. Then you know he's back on the uh, on the roster, kind of jumps ahead of of Will Greer. 
is there a sense of where they're going with him? Uh, do you think he would be at the point where he could start a game, or is he just not quite there yet? No, I don't think he's there yet. You can see that with the packages that they ran. You know, six plays, basically some wildcat handoff stuff, just to get him in there and get him running around a little bit, get him on, get him on some special teams. Um, just, I think they want a Mac to go this whole game. And you know, when we got downside the red air for third and one or fourth and one, that's the spot where you put him in. You know, maybe the quarterback sneak, maybe on a bootleg. Uh, but you saw the one pass play attempt that he almost got decapitated. Yeah. Um, you know, he would need a good week two weeks to get up and ready and get totally inundated with our game plan and then let him roll from there. He just can't go to play cold. You know, one of the things that I hear all the time, and it, it, it kind of drives me crazy because on one hand, I understand I understand it, but on the other hand, it's it's, it's not accurate. When, when fans start to criticize a quarterback for being the problem on a team, it to me, it, it, it kind of diminishes the fact that in order for a quarterback to be successful – a lot of things have to happen. You got to have linemen who are that are, that are blocking. You need to have tackles. You need to have all kinds of things going on at once in order for a quarterback, regardless of his level of ability, to ha- to happen to be successful. Do you think people are being too critical of of Mac Jones, or do you think that the criticism is justified? So I, I mean, I think it's fifty fifty. Now, part of the problem is when when it's going bad, the coach or quarterback get the get the most blame. And he's very robotic, if you know what I mean, at the podium. You know, really forward-looking to getting back and working out. Definitely going to be studying hard this week. And, right. You know, just got to turn this thing around where Brady was just so defiant, pissed off. I think it's the body language thing. I just think he's so uh, – Mac is so programmed and just so vanilla that it bores people. And you're not really getting any answers from him. And 10 more of these, I think people are going to be going nuts over him. <laughs> but – um this wouldn't be a problem like it was his rookie year. He was the same guy as rookie year. Yeah, they were winning, so people were happier. They're uh, they're playing the Bills on on Sunday. The Bills are four and two. They've they've had you know, some struggles here and there, but they're still the Bills. And uh, I mean, yeah. do the Patriots have a snowball's chance in hell in this one, or what do you think? I mean, running game. If you get the running game going against them, Buffalo's got some some uh, curious. Curious way that they play the running game, the run defense. They've lost a lot of guys on defense, free agency, and injuries. They still got Josh Allen. And Josh Allen and Diggs is scaring them right now. Yeah. If we can hit Josh a little bit, knock him around. I don't know. I think we can keep it close. I don't know if we win. But uh, I think it could be a good game. Well, really good game on Sunday. Let's hope so. Scott, we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thanks. Scott Zolak with Bax and Nagel. Take 20 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's so good at it. Uh, Steve Nagel, that's you, is going to be the host of this year's Rock 102's Halloween celebration of the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chicopee. Spooky. Very spooky. It's happening on uh, Saturday the 28th. Stock the night away from 9 to 11 as the Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prize for sexiest, best couple of group, funniest, most original, and scariest. A $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. It's a Halloween celebration, Saturday, October 28th. Going to be a great time at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill, Springfield Street in Chicopee with Steve from Rock 102. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You could uh, you could be a slut with money. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was one of the... Uh, 
that was how one of the categories was uh, described for years. I never felt comfortable. You know, I, the sexiest would be good. You know, calling someone sluttiest. I just well, think that's, uh, it, it was re- given to me in the script when I read the commercial. So yeah. I said sexiest or sluttiest. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly I like it. that. That's a great. I like that word, slutty. Slutty. The, yeah. I, I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little on the fence about it. Slutty. Yeah. See, who wants I, to be a slutty? <laughs> yeah, I. I don't. I don't. And uh, of course, I would never. I would never go into a contest looking to be the yeah, sexiest. because it really is like, oh, you know what? Come in your sexiest costume. Then that sounds fine. Yeah. Why don't you come dress like a slut and we'll give you some money? Yeah, that uh... it doesn't really sell the sizzle. Well, though. I don't know. I mean, you know, some people would. Uh... Well, there might be some sluts out there going, ooh, now's my time. <laughs> finally, I could finally, finally make a profit <laughs> off of this. <laughs> <laughs> All this time I've been being a slut and not making any money sure. off it. Doing, oh, gonna, yeah. doing this for free. I'm going to go get my seat rumbled next Saturday <laughs> night at the chicken me. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your 833 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thank you, Bax. Uh, we do have an update. You know, last hour, we got into this whole discussion about bright nights and how Bright Nights was celebrating the 29th season. And I said, I don't know how that's possible, since you were one of the first people to drive through Bright Nights, which would be 1995. That's only 28 years. Or wait a minute, how many is 95? Yeah, 28 years. 28. Okay. Right? Yeah. They're saying it's the 29th for a season. So this guy writes, yeah, let's see, Bright Nights. There was not a bright night in 2020, so this will be the 29th bright night. Is that true? No, that's not true. If you skip one, that wouldn't be true. I think that they did have bright night. That was like the one thing we could do. Yeah. Because you could sit in your car. You were already uh, distanced from everybody. Now we're going to have to ask Judy uh, what was going on. To my understanding, and people have been uh, messaging me all morning, that in fact, it's not only the 29th, but this will be my 29th Mayflower Marathon. I thought it was the 28th, but I'm terrible at math. So I'm going to rely yeah. on the intelligence and mathematical acumen of actual people who may know more than me. Somebody uh, wrote in uh, and said, uh, Steve, if it start, this is going back to the marathon now, yeah. not the Bright Nights thing. If it started in 1994, th- Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it's, yeah, it is Mayflower, rather. It started in 1994. That would mean there were six in the 90s 1994, 1995, 1996, 1997, 1998, and 1999. That's a total of six. If we do the 2000s now, we count the first year, 2000, as the first. We would have to had 24, including this year, 2000 through 2023. So 24 plus six equals 30. I hope this helps. No, you made it worse. <laughs> He just did the math for you. I don't understand any of that. It's all gobbledygook. I know it's gobbledygook, but I mean, yeah. I, I listen. We've we have been assured that's thirty years. That's why the okay. T-shirts were were printed well, at thirty. Somebody else suggested we could just put an asterisk on the thirty next year and just just have a continue like a continuing rolling of thirty, but we just yeah. don't know what the number. Well, is. we'll put like a like a like a black bar over the zero, and then put like a like a one on it. Yeah. And every other year, we add a different number. 
You know, that's funny that you said that, and I think I've mentioned this to you before because I'm just dealing with this now. We're doing the final, uh, you know, things for my mom after she passed away. Right. And one of the things was the headstone was putting the numbers. She had the headstone made 20 years ago when my dad passed away, and she put his name on it with his year of birth and year of death. Yeah. And then she put her name on it with her year of birth when a dash. And I said, well... And I said to her when she was alive, I said, uh, why Why would you do that? It was kind of morbid to look at, at something to see, you know, that's where your yeah. final thing is going to be. And she said, well, I did that to save you kids money. And I kind of thought about that. And I'm like, you know, you could have saved us more money by putting a two and a zero in there. I mean, you're really not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you pay per at number. At least you get the 2,000 yeah. in there. We don't know what the uh, last two digits are. Now we got to pay extra because we need four numbers instead of two. You're right. She yeah. she really screwed you kids. Yeah. but So there you go. Maybe that's just uh, the way the world works, I guess. Right? I guess. Pittsfield police are asking for your help in identifying a suspect responsible for using a stolen credit card. Just one in Pittsfield? Investigators said the man uh, pictured on their Facebook page, used a stolen credit card to buy jewelry at a local store. If you, The Westfield uh, Police and Southwick Police Departments are also reportedly looking to identify this man for similar crimes in their towns. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Pittsfield Police. At, I uh, believe it's pronounced Pittsfield, Have Steve. you ever been there? Yes, I have. I don't think you know how to pronounce it properly. The locals <laughs> say Pittsfield. <laughs> that's, that's not right. Well, it's just like in Huntington, it's uh, the locals say Huntington. They, there is no T. Right. Yeah. Kind of like the way some people in uh, this town are so hung up on whether it's oh, East Longmeadow or East Longmeadow. You know what? Thank God I haven't run into that guy in a while. He used to, he, every time I see this guy, there's one guy. His name's Kenny. Yeah. And Kenny gives me crap about the way I sit because he grew up in this town. You're saying it wrong. It's not East. Long Meadow. It's East, East Long Meadow. Really? That's how we do things around here? Uh, it, it's it's the most uh, asinine argument I've ever heard in my life. Uh, yeah, it is it is an asinine thing. And I don't know why we keep uh why why we have why is that something that bothers people? The way I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a man that was the subject of a silver alert in Warren last month was found dead in Southboro on Monday. According to Southboro, police officers were called to a report of a suspicious vehicle parked in the rear of a property on Valley Road. <clears throat> the vehicle was located by police and confirmed to be registered to a man that went missing in Warren last month. The man's body was found a short distance away from the vehicle. In September, Warren police issued a silver alert for 82-year-old Gary Lyons, who was last seen Quaybog Heights uh, in Munson? The Worcester DA's office is investigating uh, the case. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I guess I guess you know what you, you uh, we missed a couple things in Hollywood trash uh, this morning. I know you saw this. Oh, uh, two celebrity deaths yesterday. yesterday. One, uh, Burt Young, uh, who uh, played Pauly in the uh, the Rocky films. Oh, Burt Young died. Burt okay. Young died. Yeah. and also uh, Dwight Twilley. Who we've interviewed? Uh, I think we interviewed him last year. He uh, he died yesterday. Well, was he from? Uh, he was. Uh, he. Uh, oh, I'm on fire. And I'm on girls. fire and I girls. Gotcha, I, gotcha. I mean, he actually did a bunch of you know power pop uh, classics. But uh, yeah, he uh, he died. Well, I'm sorry uh, I missed that. Well, I just I just thought I'd uh, yeah put it out there. 
But I love Burt Young. How do you like uh, not like Burt Young? Oh, Burt Young was a great guy. What else did he play in other than the Rocky movies? Uh, I believe he was in an episode or two of The Sopranos. Uh, he played. Uh, he did quite a oh, lot. Oh, that's of right. He was in The Sopranos, and he played. Uh, he he wound up killing a guy, and then he got in his car, and then he himself had a medical emergency and died himself. Yes, he uh, was coughing up blood as he was uh, driving away. He wasn't doing so good when he whacked that Because of all the cigarettes that he was smoking. That's right. Yeah. Last Saturday, uh, police in Florida were looking for a 41-year-old man named Johnny Yates to arrest him for aggravated battery. They got a tip that he was at a residence, so they went there, saw a whiteboard, which had a message written in marker that said, Johnny Johnny Yates don't live here. (laughs) As convincing as that sounds, the police did not leave. Uh, a person was seen leaving the home, and the uh, cops asked him if they knew where Johnny was. They said, yeah, he's inside. <laughs> I thought he doesn't live here. Well, he didn't live here. Yeah, he's yeah. here. The police yelled for Johnny to come out, and he didn't, so they tried smoking him out before finally bringing in the canines. What, like uh, blowing cigar smoke inside the like, windows? Like, like lucky strikes, just yeah. blowing those uh, smoke uh, bombs for the window? The dog sniffed Johnny out, and he was found hiding, quote, in a modified chest of drawers. An armoire. He was in an armoire. Well, he's been sleeping in there. Uh, Johnny was arrested along with four other people at the house who did not cooperate with the authorities. Oh, the one guy that cooperated. Yeah, he's inside. But everybody else is uh, aiding and abetting? What a jerk. You just let your friend get arrested. You could have said no. He went down to the McDonald's down the street. <laughs> he went to the McDonald's in Fall River to cause a problem. Yeah, where, all, where all the kids were having uh, issues uh, last night. That's where they went. But you're going to hide from the cops that way by saying you're not home and then putting a note saying I'm not home? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't live here. Look somewhere else. I'll be in the chest of drawers if anyone needs me. Yeah, listen, just hide in the chest of drawers. Don't answer the door and don't let anybody tell you you're in there. This is like another d- course in the Steve Nago College of Knowledge. If you're hiding or aiding and abetting, mm-hmm. uh, that's another. Yeah, that is another course. Is yeah, the aiding and abetting course. Yeah, this would have to be a very substantial piece of furniture to fit a human body in, like the 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 bottom drawer. Yeah, I don't think I have any uh, furniture in my house that would uh, hold the likes of me. No, I don't think I have any pieces of furniture that would hold me. Even a, even a, a large size hope chest would be kind of a, a cramped situation for me. See, that was like one thing my parents never had to worry about. You know how they always tell you, I right, see a refrigerator on the side of the road being thrown away. Make sure you don't or you take the door off it so kids don't suffocate inside. I was too fat to fit in one. My, that was like yeah. one thing my parents didn't have to worry about. Eh, he's never going to suffocate inside a refrigerator. He might, he might die from eating the things inside the refrigerator, but he's not going to suffocate inside one. He's yeah, too he's, tubby. He, he can't get in that little Frigidaire. We played Truth or Frigidaire, and right. I said, hey, you know what? Get inside that refrigerator. <laughs> what was that thing that you and Marty were doing when you were talking like the, the old, uh, like the old-timey language, like the, oh. the old Frigidaire, the 23 Skidoo? Oh, yeah, the, 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 the terms that yeah. have gone by the way, so, by my, the way my, of the dinosaur. My grandparents used to say, oh, yeah, grab the milk in the Frigidaire. The that's Frigidaire, exa- the that's ice box. The ice box. Yeah, my dad used to call it the ice box. Get the ice box out. Because when he was a kid, they, they had literally ice. had an ice that yeah. went inside the machine and uh, made it uh, cold. Yeah, my grandparents had their original Frigidaire refrigerator. And it had like a, it had like a little, uh, like a little uh, foot thing. Yeah. Where you stepped on it and it would, it would open up the door, which I thought, well, that's oh, kind of cool. That is cool. 
You know what? They really they had should, they some. Should, they should still do that because if you're carrying you know food in your hands and yeah. put it in, in the fridge there, you know, stepping on the little pad there would, would be perfect. I mean, if you really think about it, the technology back in the 1930s and 40s was actually pretty innovative for its time. I remember, and a lot of those things were, were you know built to last. I mean, some of yeah. those things still operate today. We had, and I, you know, I kick myself in the in the butt every time I think about this thing. When I was a teenager, my grandmother had this. It was an Admiral television set. Admiral? Yeah, but it was an Admiral television set that had, it was a full stereo system. It had an AM radio <laughs> on it, Yeah, on the, and it was one speaker that was basically like a, I don't know, like a like a subwoofer almost. Yeah, one speaker, and it had a and it had a turntable on it that only played seventy eight records. You know what? Yeah, I I had one that had been my grandmother's. Yeah, this is one of these big cabinet radios, and it had yeah. the old turntable, and it weighed like five hundred pounds. It was very well, heavy. This thing had like tubes inside. Yeah. It was like you know a real old fashioned thing, and I you know and I don't know how. I got a hold of it or whatever, but it was it was passed down to me. And the problem with it, it looks really cool, but the problem with it was, is that it smelled like vomit. Oh yeah, see when he something happened to it along uh, the exactly. Way. And I don't know if it's if it's the tubes went bad or the or the cloth that was like right behind the, yeah. the speaker part of it, but it literally smelled like vomit. And no matter what I tried to do with it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. So I literally had to get rid of it. Yeah. So we we got rid of it when we moved. Yeah. And it was like, man, that thing's probably worth a lot of money or would would have been worth a lot of money now yeah. because it had a diamond a diamond needle to it and uh you know, it was really hard to find parts for this thing oh, yeah. because there wasn't that many out there and now uh now it's probably sitting in a junkyard somewhere. I'm I'm sure my grandmother's big cabinet radio is too. Yeah. Probably, you know, destroyed by now, but I couldn't keep it. We were dumb when we were young. We sure were. Really should have kept. You know, we're kind of stuff. dumb now too. Well, we've gotten no better. We're a little less dumb. Are we really though? We no, had no, we no, just no. spent forty five minutes trying to figure out whether it's the thirtieth anniversary of the Mayflower Marathon Listen, or Bright Nights. And you know what? I, I, we still haven't. We figured still it out. don't know what the, what the <laughs> real thing is. And no matter how many people tell us no, this is thirty, we still don't know. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 66. Tomorrow, rain all weekend long, uh, high of 63. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. When the evenings start to cool off, I got pot roast on the brain. Perhaps my famous chili. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, not too bad today. Sunny and 66. Uh, rain the rest of the weekend. You're going to have to deal with that. So last night, you know, we're at a couple of events. I, well, we were both at uh, this this White Lion uh, celebrity bartending event for Spirit of Springfield. Yeah. And I wore, uh, and it's the first time this thing has ever been out in public, I wore the Mayflower Marathon Springfield Thunderbirds hockey jersey which we, we will be selling uh, you know down the road here uh for the mayflower marathon in the open pantry and uh you know nate costa got to see it bunch of everybody who saw that shirt was like holy yeah. smokes that is the coolest thing it is a cool shirt where can i get them and like don't you worry they'll be available soon but it's like between the mayflower marathon and the thunderbirds it's like everybody's kind of getting all excited about it and don't forget after the mayflower marathon that wednesday night game 
Yeah. That's going to be Mayflower Marathon night. So, I mean, if you're not doing uh, nothing the night before Thanksgiving, yeah. you know, just chilling, hanging out, go to the Thunderbirds game. That's going to be a lot of fun and more opportunities to uh, donate uh, to the open pantry. We had a we had a great time last year doing that. The Thunderbirds are a great partner for this whole thing. They just really get people involved and really get people excited about it and that's what we're looking to do. We're looking that's to it. we're looking to get you all pumped up about this. Feel good about yourself. Feel good that you're helping your community. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have them uh, be a part of what we believe is the 30th anniversary Mayflower Marathon. All right, before you go into what you're doing there, let me just read this comment. Because okay. this kind of makes a little bit more sense. All, all right? right, I'm right. This is a comment from a uh, Facebook uh, post from our shirts. It's the 30th marathon. If it started in 1994, if you are counting years, you would count 1995 as number one, as in that is one year from 1994. But you're not. You're counting events. So if you count 1994 as number one because it was the first event, so starting 1994 as number one, ipso fatso, this is the 30th marathon, not the 30th year. Now I need to lie down. Math is hard. So that would mean yeah. that I've now that I will have done twenty nine of them. Yeah, not twenty eight. Right, and I will have done nineteen of them, not eighteen. Even though I've been here for eighteen years. Oh, my freaking head is killing me. Isn't it? Me. Uh, it it screws you up. It's if we ex- just started it, in Jan- you know what? We should just move this whole event to January first, and then we'll <laughs> never miss the day. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, that's you're absolutely right, but it's uh, it's too late for that. Speaking of uh, of the Thunderbirds, it had, today happens to be a Thunderbird Thursday. We have uh, tickets to their game on uh, Friday night against Lehigh Valley. This uh, includes four tickets on the ice, uh, four hats, four koozies, four stickers, and a Thunderbirds drawstring bag, which you can put all of those items inside on your way out. Ooh, think about yeah, that. There you yeah, go. there you go. Tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one wins the Thunderbird Thursday prize a package. Good, Good luck. luck to you. It's uh, 8.58 on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 9.11 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, looking like some sunshine today and then uh, rain the rest of the weekend. Yay. Perfect. It's 49 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to uh, New England and uh, Washington in Foxborough on Sunday, November 5th. Uh, go to rock102.com, sign up for your chance to win, uh, and we'll choose a winner on October 30th. Your chance to win tickets, uh, thanks to folks at Aquapump and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Speaking of the good folks over at Aquapump, uh, Victor over there uh, believes uh, he's in, also in full support of you doing your five minutes of comedy at the comedy show because they're going to be there too. Oh my God. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, you're adding a lot of pressure on me. You realize that. It's, it's, not a, really, it's pressure. It's not really a lot of pressure. It's five minutes. Five minutes can seem like uh, like an hour. You know, Tell you, a story. Story. How do I, how do I like, read a story? Like, read like, uh, like um, uh, The Great Gatsby. I'll read The Great Gatsby yeah, on like, stage for yeah, good, like, like, good five minutes. You could do that. Yeah, and anytime someone interrupts me, I'll start from the uh, first page again and keep going until I get uh, through the whole book. What if we had something that uh, made you pee your pants in the middle of it? I'm just throwing ideas out. There, well, right that, would be, that would be that uh, would be more prop comedy, don't you think? Well, I'm not a prop. Com- no, no. <laughs> what was the joke? I don't remember. He's not. Me, where's my water gun? I can't go on stage. I don't my do water. bits. So I'm yeah. prop comic. Yeah, now right. give me my seltzer bottle. It was a water gun. It my was, water gun. I can't find. <laughs> 
But no, man, you should really, you really need to, yeah. to kind of put some material together. And like, Come on, there's yeah. plenty of topics you can talk about. Yeah, I told no. you yesterday, you can talk about work, you can talk about marriage, you can talk about divorce, you can talk about any number of different things. That uh, Divorce you, is funny. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, that that's, one, that's a lot of laughs. That one guy laughed. Well, he just got <laughs> divorced. And laughter, laughter is, is the, the best, best medicine. medicine. It's 913 at Rock 102. It's another Did You Know from Rock 102. Emily.